Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Mingus on Tech. I'm Ken Mingus, Executive News Editor of Computer World. I'm here with Editor-in-Chief Scott Denny, Senior Features Editor Tracy Mayer, who is on our remote capabilities. We're going to be talking about video conferencing, interestingly enough, and digital transformation. couple of quick house cleaning uh, issues to deal with if you're looking at us on Facebook Live and you've got a question, feel free to far, far away in the comments and uh, producer Chris here will be able to ask us uh, whatever it is you want to know. We'll see if we can answer it. Uh, also, be aware that Mingus on Tech is now available on iTunes, so you can find us if you want to look at the uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, now that we have this remote capability with Tracy in an undisclosed location, <laughs> we thought it'd be a good chance to talk about video conferencing, which over the last few years has really begun to take uh, to, to pick up steam in the enterprise. Companies, I think, have finally realized that collaboration across great distances is a good thing. And with the technology uh, advancing and prices coming down, more and more companies are turning to video conferencing as a way to basically get more work done cheaper. So, uh, Tracy, there were a couple of stories that you had uh, had passed along to us, which I thought were really interesting, uh, that kind of explained how companies are, are rolling this out. And I wondered if maybe you could just talk for a couple of minutes about the kinds of things that we're seeing. And at some point, we'll give you some do's and don'ts on video conferencing. Yeah. So um, we did a story, a little Beth Stackpole did a story for us a while ago that you'll be able to find on our website. Um, the first thing is they said that uh, companies are doing it. They've uh, the number one thing is reducing travel costs. So the number two thing is increasing productivity, you know, between remote teams or like, you know, if your boss is somewhere else, for example, I, my, the person I report to is in San Francisco, right? So, you know, we could, we could be Skyping instead of doing conference calls. Um, and then to improve co collaboration. So productivity, collaboration, and reducing travel. Um, one thing that's really happened in the last couple of years is that the, the, the big enterprises used to have those giant telepresence systems, which are actually, they're gorgeous, right? right. They, but they're also know, very expensive, right? Yeah, really expensive. You need the separate room. You need, you know, some people who know what they're doing to take care of these things. So I think, you know, they are in a lot of large companies who are doing serious, you know, co conferencing with Tokyo or whatever. But now there's a middle layer, and then there was, you know, there was real low end stuff, and we do have a review up of um, some some real, you know, very very affordable systems like in the two hundred fifty dollar range that you could that you could you know use for something casual. But now there's this whole middle layer. There's um, you know stuff that's software as a service. There's web based stuff, and um, so so there's now a middle layer where there wasn't before. I think that was one of the big takeaways is you could get pretty good quality with a lot of ease of use and you don't have to have separate uh, IT people to set it up for you. Right. You know, it's interesting you, you mentioned the ease of use because in the, uh, the review uh, that w I will put a link in the uh, story that goes with this video, um, there were like four different sort of pieces of hardware, camera slash microphone combos. And ease of use seemed to be an important point for one of, for at least one of them, because you basically set it up, plug it in, turn it on, and within five minutes you're ready to go. It doesn't require a lot of IT intervention. You don't have to do a lot of things with cameras and rooms, and uh, you know. And I think that's one of the one of the things that has made video conferencing much more uh, available, not to just big companies, but to, as you say, smaller and, and medium-sized firms. Uh, and it's interesting how quickly that technology seems to be taking off. 
Yeah, and I think obviously the web is, you know, the easiest if you, you know, the quality is a little lower than you're going to get with other systems, but you just log on and, I mean, we're using Skype right now, um, which was, you know, I have to say, I, I, I use Skype on my smartphone, but I hadn't used it on my laptop before. There's no capability to test your webcam in advance, which seems absolutely crazy to me. I mean, I, you know, went out and tested it on my Mac, but that that seems like a big, you know flaw there. So, I mean, there's always going to be some setup and stuff like that, but yeah, you're not doing wires and crawling under the desk and all of that kind of stuff. Cause people just, you know, it's human nature to wait until two minutes before you're doing a video call. And then I saw all these panicked uh, messages on the Skype board from like kids who were, you know, doing interviews for college or for an internship. And they were like, it starts in two minutes. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah you one plan ahead, you know? Yeah, you know, you, you turn the thing on, you notice that your laptop has 2% battery. I mean, you know, it's like, it's just, well, you the don't mic get doesn't ready. work or that you're not yeah. sure if the camera is. It's interesting that one of the things that, uh, in one of the stories that uh, we looked at, was this, this trend that as more and more people are bringing their devices to work, the BYOD trend. Uh, obviously, you know, iPhone, Android phones, people are getting used to doing video at home, whether it's Facebook or Google Hangouts or, you know, uh, something live. And when they come to work, they want to be able to do the same thing with the same kind of, of ease of use. And it, it sounds like the technology, I mean, you know, I, I suppose you could use your phone, but that might be a bit dicey in an enterprise uh, setting. But, I mean, Scott and I were talking earlier, one of the, uh, one of the uh, camera uh, audio devices that uh, that we reviewed was something that you said you might even want to try out here yeah the logitech uh five hundred dollars uh stands up 12 inches high and uh pretty much does what we would need in it if we were having even a, a staff meeting and i think if yeah, we were we'd just buy it for 500 bucks and set it up um instead of going through the major production no it needed course we like it when it is needed but <laughs> yeah it's important for it to be needed we, we, we need one, one of those one of those that we reviewed that was brian nadell who was yes. reviewing those one of them had a um it had a battery that lasted for a couple of hours so you could even do some kind that's of remote the one. Stuff. That's, that's, that's exactly the, the one. one so if you yeah if you... that was a cool looking unit so i mean yeah you know i mean i think the thing is a lot of companies are going to um video conferencing instead of audio conferencing and uh, one thing that you notice with it, because we do a lot of audio conferencing in yes. our team, right? One thing you notice is that you cannot do what Ken was doing there, which is, you know, the multitask, because you're used to being on a <laughs> Wait, conference call. you caught me. Call. No, no. You, you, you saw me? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, tweeting, you know, like checking checking out, you know, the, the headlines and stuff. And um, when when you're all looking at each other, you have, to, uh, you have to have showered that day and, you know, be making eye contact. So I think it... It, they said, you know, it definitely increases bonding, but it also makes people pay attention because we've all been on those audio calls where, you know, you say, well, what does the team think? And every single person on the call is doing something else and not listening. Or you so. hear a sudden rustling as someone's trying to unmute their button so that they can weigh <laughs> yeah. in. But, uh, yeah, you know, you make a good point. And, and in fact, we should probably talk for a couple of minutes about some of these do's and don'ts if you're going to be setting up video conferencing, because it's not something that you just want to sort of decide, we're going to do video conferencing and the next day, send everybody a camera and start trying to do this. It's, it's got to be sort of sort of throughout the, the company, you know, the top desire down. to do it, top-down, integrated. You, I think the word was ubiquitous. You know, everybody has to sort of buy into it. Um, 
what are some of the do's and don'ts? I mean, we were talking about this before we went on the air about like, okay, you've got your space set up. You you want to you don't want to be in your pajamas, you know. Right. You don't want the dogs so, barking. So I mean, yeah. So they want to make it. I mean, if you're if you're an enterprise, you're trying to you know get people to get on board with video conferencing. You have to you know you have to make it worth people's while, which is you know have have some value there. And like I said, have it be something where I'm meeting with my team members. We need to you know shoot down this project right away. It needs it needs to have value. Um, and it is a great way to, you know, connect with people that you don't, you know, normally, you know, team members who are remote or whatever. Um, but then, you know, just some of the basics, which is test all this stuff out, you know, before Step you start yes. thing up, because we've all sat through those things where, you know, that you jump over to do a, a slide share and we're supposed to be looking at the PowerPoint and, you know, everybody's screen goes out and, um, yeah, which you know, I think I think our organization's a little guilty of, you know, we popped around to a couple different systems for those kinds of things. And uh, one thing is, you know, work with your IT people, you know, find a setup that's going to work for everybody in the organization and then stick with that so that people get used to using the same, you know, because otherwise you have a presenter saying, well, how do I mute everyone on this system? You know, the other one had a different button. So it, it consistency really helps. Pick something, get everybody set up on it, and then use it enough so that people are like, "Oh yeah, I remember what my password is." You know, if you if you you set everybody up and then you use it, Once, you know, every times six a months year, you're gonna yeah. forget, right? Yeah, it's interesting. So and then go ahead, go ahead. Well, one of the other things I thought was really interesting out of that uh, article with the do's and don'ts, which you know people kind of forget, is uh, the idea of of excuse me, being too boring. And especially if you have one person presenting to many, as opposed to, you know, what we're doing is back and forth. Right. Like you need to, if you're just cause you're the CEO or something and you're giving a quarterly talk, doesn't mean you don't have to say, Hey, this is a visual medium. I need to look good. And I need to have, you know, some slides or some animation or, you know, you just, you just don't want a talking head. So I think people kind of forget, especially if you're at a certain level and everyone's kind of compelled to watch you, that you, you're you're on camera and you need to put on a little bit of a show. Right. A PowerPoint presentation by video conferencing is going to be just as boring by video conferencing as it would be in real <laughs> life. You know, it's interesting, too, that, you know, one of the things that uh, you're clearly going to have to do is make sure that people who are, are on video um, – realize that they can't do what I was just doing with multitasking. For example, there were a couple <laughs> couple of uh, examples in that story where I think one video conference was going on and somebody was changing their kids' diapers in the background. Right, the baby diaper. Not Nobody wants one. to see Not, that, yeah. No, no one wants to see that. I mean, no, no, you know. And then there was another one, I think, where uh, some of the participants were, like, at lunch in a restaurant. And so, you know, some people were on the meeting and other people... Yeah, the clank of dishes and... Uh, yeah, exactly. Right, and so, just chewing. It I sounds mean, like common sense, but remember, you know, you're on camera and people are watching and listening for you. Well, one of the things that they found is, you know, especially if you're in a large organization, so, and then you're, you know, a satellite office, is that everybody has sort of different levels of, um, you know, what business casual means to them. So they really said if you're going to have some success with it, you know, you would start from the top and it's like if you have, you know, five guys in suits at the at the headquarters and then like you said you know some people are sitting over there having lunch it's like everyone needs to be kind of on the same page in terms of how you know what what the tone is 
uh, what kind of language you're going to use. We were just talking about the F-bomb, right? You know, right. so maybe you're in a very casual satellite office, but you're not going to start, you know, dropping swear words to the to the powers that be. So it's it's kind of like the, you, you, they want the people at the top to sort of set the tone of like, this is how we're going to behave, you know, in a video call. But you don't want it to be so formal that nobody says anything or, you know, doesn't want to participate. Ideally, if you've got somebody on camera and you can look at them as I can look at you and say, so, Tracy, what do you think? Right. You know, they're going to be there rather than just sort of the, the silence that you get on the phone call if you're doing like just a, you know, a... a what I want to get rid of. What's that, the silence? <laughs> the silence. Yeah. Silence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anybody silence. have any and then Pause, yeah. <laughs> your microphone seems to be like... And we're having a tech. It just yeah. Uh, see, test everything there out. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so I think that gives us a pretty good idea for what's going on in video conferencing. Um, you know, out there among enterprises, it's it's gaining steam. Um, there's many more hardware options at better price points. Um, companies that are looking to do this have to do some you know due diligence and figure out what works best for them. And then once they've decided to go forward, get the hardware, test it out. Um, revise it depending on what your your company's needs are. Realize you can probably save some serious money instead of traveling and bringing people all around the world to meet. Um, and then uh, I think the last uh, bit of advice was I had mentioned earlier: aim for ubiquity. Try to you know you have this stuff going all the time, not just once in a blue moon when you have a company meeting. Right. Yeah. Oh, I can hear you. Okay. All right. right. So now that we've covered video conferencing, uh, I presume no questions, uh, producer Chris from Facebook. Good. Okay, we can move on to digital transformation. This is like the big buzzword. I mean, it's going to be part of the agenda conference coming up in a couple of weeks. Companies are trying to figure out how do you integrate technology, how do you meet business needs with new technology, who's responsible for it. So, uh, you know, we thought it'd be good to talk about this for a few minutes. I know Scott certainly has some views on, on digital transformation and whether it's real or not. Um, so let me, I guess I should maybe turn to you first, Scott, and, and just I ask you. I think it's completely real. I just don't know how pervasive it is that we're chasing digital transformation. I think there are some companies in the van, and there are a whole lot of companies. Did that PricewaterhouseCooper thing, uh, study, show, anything at all? Yeah, right. I mean, it was the, the, the I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but, you know, we're going to have them in our article. It was just lot, a lot lower. Uh, they uh, PwC had asked, you know, organizations to rate where they were on their digital transformation journey. And uh, people were a lot lower than they had been or where they were projected to be, you know, where they thought they were going to be. And it's just, it's not... What I've, what I've been thinking all along is that it, there's a lot of hype to it. I'm not saying it isn't happening and it won't continue to happen. I just, uh, and, and I think it's really important for companies to move in that direction. It seems like a lot of times companies have an idea for what they think digital transformation means. And then they think they're further down the road than they are. 
And when and then when they finally stop to take a, a look at what they're really doing and what's working and what's not working and how to roll this out, they suddenly realize, wait a minute, we're not nearly as far along as we as we need to be. And what do we do? You know, and that that's where the issue comes up is that there's a mismatch between what companies think they need to be doing, what they're really doing, and, and, and how quickly they can get there. I think there's also just um, people don't quite know what it means. It means different things to different companies. Um, you know, aligning business with technology and creating business value is the sort of gist. I mean, aligning isn't the right word because that's kind of a few years ago, but marrying, getting them in sync, connecting, working together to create business value or even ROI uh, is kind of the gist of it. Tracy, what, didn't the story that we did have myths? Uh, one of the stories. Myths of myths about um yeah i mean i think i think one thing that we had you know the definition is it's not just saying oh we're going to give everyone technology it's actually you know making all of your business processes you know technology based and and the big goal that i think companies are not there yet is that's going to help you identify new lines of business that's a huge priority for people is uh, you know, opening up new lines of business yes. with this. And that's the actual transformation as opposed to just saying, oh, we're digitized, right? It's not just- We've got oh, a website, we're digital now, you know? Yeah, it's like, so no. it's not just, it's not just, it's not automating or digitizing formerly, you know, analog processes, although that's part of it, but it's really that next step is like, we are, we've now done all this stuff so that we can identify new lines of business. Um, and so, for example, we, we have some uh, videos that we're very excited to show people um, t with people talking companies, uh, premier 100 IT leaders. So these are people who are at the top of their field talking about their digital transformation. And um, it, as an example, actually, Seagull Zarmi, who's from PricewaterhouseCoopers. So they're doing digital transformation on their own, you know, for their own company. And then they're helping their clients as well. But um, she was talking about getting uh, their their uh, employee population, no matter what they're doing, to a baseline so that they can start, you know, utilizing this data that they gather to to not just do stuff better, faster for their clients, but to say, hey, we can offer you a new service. You know, here's a new you know analytics area that we, you know we haven't done before. So that's where you really get to transformation and not just oh, we're automated, right? So I think, I think that's what Scott's getting at, is it, it, takes a, it takes a longer time than you think. And depending on your industry, you know, if you sell widgets, you can make a better widget, but it's going to take you a while to, you know, identify new widget markets because, you know, there's still a lot of physical supply chain issues in there too. The, the other thing I think is that, and we sort of said this, but a lot of people don't get to the line of business advantages, you know, the increasing of revenue based on new ideas that bubble up in the company, or, or at least they're still getting there. Um, you sort of achieve the, the back office transformation or, you know, just digitalization, and you get waylaid and on the way to making more money. And I think that's the point where we need to help each other in this industry you know we can help them by showing them and telling them how 
how to connect everything up and how to do it and make money at the well, same time. Well, that they that they, the that they need to start now taking these business these these technological tools that are aligned with their business and putting them together in new ways to make money in different ways. That's what they've got to do in order to get ahead. It's interesting too that one of the things that seems to come up is that no one or maybe it varies from company to company, but it's unclear who's in charge of the digital transformation. Do you, is it the IT department? Is it the CIO? Do you create a new chief digital officer who's supposed to be responsible for it? I think and that's by design. I mean, I, honestly, I think, I mean, Tracy will have a, a good point of view on this too, but I, I think it depends upon the people in your company and right. who is, who's got the, who has both of these things inside their head is who you start with, in my opinion. Whether, right. it's, whether they're in IT necessarily or maybe some other part of the company. They've I mean, you want to bring vision. your best minds from the business side, from the technology side. But if you've got someone who can encompass both of those things in one brain, you want that person advising or leading. Right. Um, well, so, you know, we're working on that debunking digital transformation story. And, and one of Mary Pratt is our reporter on that Um she said, you know, IT can't do this alone. You know, even if you're supposedly partnering with the business, but you need the, it's not about, you know, IT can help, but, um, or even, you know, take, take a leadership position on this. But if you're, if you're trying to get at that transformation, you need people on board to say, yeah, we, we want to transform our business, our lines of business. And that's what the CIOs that we were interviewing were saying is that their job in this was to motivate their employees, but more importantly is to get at what those, you know, strategic business processes are to say, how can we add value here? And, you know, you need to make sure that you're talking to the people who are, who have the ideas to say, Hey, you know, instead of just selling widgets, let's, you know, start a platform where people can design their own widget. You know, that is a, that's that level, that next step up, but they have to, um, so you can't just have it be IT. You need to be talking to the, you know, you need to be talking to operations. You need to be talking to the whole C-suite. And, um, and then the other important thing that I thought was really interesting, all these people that we uh, videotaped, they were really talking about skipping up and down the hierarchy to really capture ideas and innovation. So it's not just you talking to your direct reports. It's going down sometimes three or four levels for people who are, you know, who are doing work that you're, you're, you don't have any way of monitoring otherwise. And then they can raise their hands and say, hey, this process takes a lot of time and it's full of errors and customers are mad. And that's where you're really getting, you know, the value from it. So you need to have uh, everybody talked about having some kind of collaboration mechanism so that you can kind of capture that knowledge from different areas in the company and not just you Video sitting there conferencing. thinking. Video conferencing. Video <laughs> conferencing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's interesting too. You all, you you do in some ways need a champion or some way of because I'm sure there are still employees at companies that are afraid of technology. And if what you're trying to do is transform your business, you need to have some way of making sure that employees can raise their hand or know how to raise their hand or what they should be doing or who to talk to if they've identified a problem. And you, you need to have throughout the company people who are helping employees literally get with the program, I guess, um, so that you don't get the resistance to transform digital transformation that, that might be inherent, you know? 
Uh, one thing that was really interesting, I, I, I actually can't name this source. One of the people we interviewed Ooh, was talking okay. about, you know, doing this inside uh, the IT department. And I said, well, how do you... Um, how do you bring along, you know, people who are, you know, there's always kind of foot draggers or people who like what it is that they're doing now. And off camera, he, you know, I said, gee, did what happens when those people don't transform? And he said, well, we, you know, they sort of had a, this organization had a pretty top, top to bottom um, reorg in IT to, you know, to, to, to be more customer facing and, and um, to have people doing business problems solving business problems and, and not doing any of the keep the lights on stuff, uh, which is part of their cloud strategy. And he said, well, we did, we did have some employees who left, um, you of know, they sort of, or do we know, you know, I mean, you know, if you yes. want to keep doing sysadmin and they are not having sysadmin be something that happens inside their organization, you know, it was kind of, it's time for you to look for a company that still has that position. So, and that's not even just an IT too, right? You know, right. if you're automating Any something job. and I mean, so, so there is a, um, there is some employee turnover there, you know, voluntary or otherwise, but, uh, um, and then also part of digital transformation is also automating a lot of things. And there's, you know, so you could be doing something more strategic, but you could also have at least part of your job automated out of there. So there's there's some considerations here. There's a lot of human uh, impact. Right. Not a surprise. Anytime you've got something this this sort of amorphous top to bottom, there's going to be uh, some some bumping and uh, shifting around. There's also a cultural aspect to this that I was surprised in the videos. More than one CIO talked about um, we, we, we're going to post those videos yeah. somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, we can, we can post them now. Okay, great. Um, I mean, they were talking about how they had to start out with motivational, you know, kind of approaches and different organizational structures. And, I mean, it was... That's pretty big stuff. It is pretty big stuff. I mean, yeah, it well, can be bigger like than the change. technology, you right. know. Yeah, people don't like change. And, you know, especially if you there's been a lot of churn in the last, I don't know what, 10 years, you know, we've, we've had it ourselves, you roll out a system, and then you roll out another one. And so people have, you know, especially in a work situation, they're like, just, I don't want to, you know, have to keep learning all this stuff, although you actually do. But um, so there is a big um, there is a there is a, a sort of you know marketing PR angle to all of this, which is which is letting people know why it's going to be beneficial to them. Um, Lisa Lisa Woodley from NTT Data, she said, you know, do not come out to your staff and say, hey, we're 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 moving over to this you know digital platform because we're going to save money. She was like, do not do that because that's a that's company thing, but you know that's how does how does that help me? you know, with my job, like, oh, I'm going to save money by having to move to a new platform. You're taking away the tools I've always used. So it really had to be showing whatever group of people you're trying to move, this is going to be faster, better for you. It's going to be less, you know, iterations. It's, you know, so you really need to show people in their day-to-day -day work lives why this matters to them, not just, oh, everybody get on board because it's good for the company. Because, we just don't have that much goodwill in us. We want our job to go well, our personal job. And we to want go to well. continue enjoying our jobs, yes. I know. All right, great. Um, 
any other things we should sum up on digital transformation before we call it a day? I think we've given some, we, some pointers there about... Yeah, we've covered it pretty well. You know? Yeah, I think it's just ongoing. Well, the other point in the yeah. debunking story is that this is not, you know, it's not a one... It's not like it's you re-engineer and you're done. It's a it's a really a constant process. And then, I mean, Scott, I know you were saying, well, what comes after digital transformation? I think you know the answer is more, more digital, digital transformation. transformation but so you just the this, transformation is a, this is a constant part. role. Yeah. So uh, we're on the we're on the uh, bandwagon here permanently. In other words, digital transformation is not a one-off deal. It's continuous and forever. I guess. <laughs> well, until the next fad. At comes least until along. something comes along. All right. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, Tracy, thanks for beaming in from an undisclosed location All right. somewhere yeah, on the East Coast. Scott, My home office, which by. I cleaned. Sure. So yes, exactly. Does it look, See, does it look clean barking. in the background? Yeah, it's great. And no dogs <laughs> barking. No dust, no dust bunnies, no dogs. Right. All right. And that's it. <laughs> thanks for watching. That's a wrap. Cool.